0: The Joyce Kaufman podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. All right, uh, because I tell you guys everything, uh, I'm going to tell you about my uh, my, uh, disastrous vaccination yesterday. Really, you'd think I'd know by now that uh, half of the stuff that we're being told to do is never as simplistic as we hope. Um, So I I went for the shingles vaccine a little over two months ago. It's a two-part vaccine, however. So you get like one part and then you come back, you have to wait 56 days or more to come back to get the second shot. Now, years ago, I worked with a partner named Chuck Zink, and when Chuck got the uh, the shingles, you know, the late, great Chuck Zink, skip a Chuck, um, I never saw anyone suffer as much as he suffered with that. And I, I immediately went out and got a shingles vaccine, but in those days, it was one shot, and apparently it was like a 40% um, rate of success of, of actually keeping you from contracting shingles, which is a variation of the chickenpox, blah blah blah. But they have a new vaccine, this Shingrex, which is 99% effective, right? So I said, all right, I'm going to get that because I, I know too many people who suffered too much with shingles, and if I can avoid it, I'm going to avoid it, you know? And the first shot, no problem. I didn't even get a the soreness at the shoulder, nothing. I was just fine. I said, oh, this is great. I went in yesterday and the uh, pharmacist at Walgreens said, you know, if you didn't have a reaction to the first shot, you probably won't have any reaction to this shot. Um, and just move your arm around to make sure the vaccine doesn't settle. Like, I don't know what, what they were saying. And, and I went home and I, was, uh, I just felt a little bit weird. You know, like almost like flu symptoms, a little body ache and a little of this or that. Meanwhile, I had like a big evening ahead of me that I was really looking forward to. I went up to Club 47 and Byron Donalds, the congressman from the west coast of Florida, was the keynote speaker. And so I was excited. I knew it would be a great speech. I knew I'd get to see a lot of, you know, friendly faces and, uh, you know, probably the most important part of it is I'd get to see a lot of Trump supporters, which always makes me feel better. And I started to feel really, really queasy at about eight o'clock towards the end of the speech. And I thought, wow, this is kind of crazy. I wonder if this is a reaction to the shots. Since I don't ever have reactions, I didn't even have reactions to the, you know, the crazy shots um, that I shouldn't have taken. So uh, I got home, I couldn't eat, which is, a, if you know me, that's a, like a symptom of something's terribly amiss, I could not eat, and I, I mean, I had no desire to eat, I tr- i had a cup of tea to kind of settle me down, and I had really not eaten very much yesterday at all, um, and then I, uh, I I attempted to go to bed, you know, which was, literally just an attempt i i could not sleep um i had cold sweats my arm hurt so bad that every time you know uh, my husband moved around in the bed i was like you know crying it was like awful just awful and then just weakness i i i got up this morning and i thought okay well I'll, you know five i'm up that's my thing and i didn't feel good but i said i'll just you know i'll 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 have a cup of coffee, that ought to help. Couldn't even drink a cup of coffee. And for me to not be able to drink that first morning cup of coffee is a symptom of something re- weird going on, right? Um, I did did my morning routine and then I went back to bed and I literally stayed there until about an hour ago. I mean that's all I could do. I just couldn't now I oh wait, the better part of the story is we have a pest control service that comes around to our uh, condos. And today was the day. And all of a sudden, at like 9.30, I'm, I'm in bed. My husband had gone, he had a doctor's appointment, so he was gone. I hear this ferocious banging and screaming on my door. Because the pest control guy will not come in if you're inside without notifying you. And I, when I tell you, I feel sorry for that guy because when he saw my face, when I showed up at that door, I said, I'm not feeling well, (laughs) you know. Um, I feel sorry for him. I looked crazy. But I I now suddenly feel a little bit better. So it's like 24 hours, well, 23 hours since I had this vaccine. So maybe it's just a one-day struggle. I don't know. But I just... uh, I really was surprised. I'm not the kind of person who ever has any reaction to any kind of medications or shots or latex, nothing. I'm I'm like, I'm good to go. Whatever you got, bring it on. But I will tell you this. If you had to go somewhere when you weren't feeling good, then where I went last night was the right place. Because not only did I get like a a supercharged um, new excitement about the upcoming election. But I got to hear someone who I think is truly going to be a mover and a shaker in uh, conservative politics. And I know a lot of you are already very familiar with uh, Congressman Byron Donald. I, I must admit I'm familiar with him, but I really had no idea how incredibly insightful he is and how He's fearless, absolutely fearless. He went into all of the subject matter that I think um, a lot of politicians are nervous about talking about, you know, the culture war stuff, and he's a diehard Trump supporter. And at, at different points in the evening, people were, you know, shouting, you, you should be the next governor. I mean, he was very popular with this group because he was a phenomenal speaker. And uh, he would literally like, just sort of bat that aside, which Carrie Lake wasn't able to do, and then he would um, hold up a Trump sign in front of him, in front of his face, and say, this is what we have to work on. We have to get uh, 45 to be 47, and he was consistent, he just stayed on that. Um, And I had a lot of respect for him doing that because it would have been very easy to just, you know, bask in the applause and the good um, comments that were being made. It's a noisy crowd, as he pointed out, and I I enjoy that. It's a rowdy crowd, which I enjoy. And um, it's funny because my husband, who tries to remain somewhat... um, What circumspect when he's in a crowd like that. After all, he was a pastor. He did the uh, invocation, and so he tries to be a little more, (laughs) I don't know, um, reticent? Is that the right word? And he couldn't help himself. He was just, it was almost like uh, Byron Donalds was preaching and my husband was in the congregation. He was, amen, and yeah, go be. It was great. And it certainly... um, Elevated Congressman Donald's speech because it does. If people only knew that when you respond appropriately to a speaker, it really helps the speaker. If you applaud at the right places, I know that whenever, you know, Jill Biden or one of these uh, lunatics like uh, Kamala Harris who can't even uh, construct a sentence, um, they always like wait for the applause and it never comes because they just really don't. Deserve applause, but uh, when you're a good speaker and you have an audience that gets involved in your speech, it just elevates your performance beyond. And I hate to call it a performance because this guy was the real deal. I mean, he definitely believes the same things that I believe in, and you know, everybody knows that I got burned badly once with a, uh, a congressman who I thought was you know the best. Gonna change the world and ended up being not that guy. So I'm really very careful about who I throw a lot of uh, accolades and support behind because you know I've, I've been fooled. I have been fooled, but I get the feeling that this particular gentleman is the real deal. And and I got to sit next to him and I got to meet uh you know his senior advisor, um and I really got a sense of, he's a humble guy, but he's strong, and he he likes a good fight, you know, a boy from Brooklyn, you know, just bring it on, and uh, when he described, you know, going on the Joy Reid show, I mean, you know, I I almost gasped when I had to think about, you know, anybody going on the Joy Reid show, never mind. a black conservative. I can imagine how that went. And he loved it. You know, he thrives on Meet the Depressed, and as he, which he credited Mark Levin with. Um, you know, he, he really, he's one of these guys who wants to get into the arena and fight the fight. And man, we are so short of men like that in this country that I was, uh, you know, I, I was reinvigorated. That's all I can say. And, you know, I got my usual uh, people who are convinced that, you know, Donald Trump can't win an election. I got the usual emails and text messages from some of them. And after last night, you know, I just literally uh, am not even, you know, tempted to read them. I put them in a folder. And if I'm ever really, uh, I don't know, bored, I'll read them. But there there is an understanding among real fighters, we recognize one another. I don't know if that's uh, the best way to to state it, but when you're a person who goes for the battle, wants the fight, believes in what they believe so strongly that they're not afraid to be challenged, especially by the lunatics on the left. I mean, you know, getting challenged by them is uh, laughable. They don't ever have any good policies. They don't really understand how to make their case They just go right to the emotional, and they go right to the name-calling, and they just really, they're the lousiest debaters of all. So, you know, there are some of us who would love to go toe-to-toe with them. Now, I don't really do it on a one-hour radio program anymore because it just takes up too much time, and you never know if you're going to get, like, a bright person or you're going to get one of these, you know— harpies that says the same thing over and over again you know reads the copy points from the dnc and like that's not interesting that's not interesting for me so i know it's not interesting for my audience but i can tell you you can spot a real fighter and that's why some of us really uh, you know we're sticking with donald trump because if you're not if you don't have the the desire to get into the arena and literally fight perhaps to the death, then you can't possibly pull this country back from the brink of disaster, which is where we are. You know, uh, he had to field last night, uh, Congressman Donalds had to field a bunch of people who were saying get rid of McCarthy and all this other stuff. And as he pointed out, he's got a five-seat majority. That's very slim, But he said, and I loved it, he said, so those of us who are true conservatives, fiscal conservatives, uh, culture conservatives, we try to get as much as we can in every battle. Bring me into the conference room. Bring me into the committee. And let me at least get some trade-offs with these powers that be that, you know, I like to call uh, Republicans in name only, and of course he referred to as his colleagues who really don't understand what the people want. He he described one colleague who's in a tough district and was afraid to vote in a particular manner because he thought if he went home, he'd have a hard time with his constituents. I think he lived in a in a district that went to Joe Biden in the uh, last election. So, uh, Byron Donalds told the guy, go home. This is what the people want. They don't want us spending wildly. They don't want us doing these uh, never-ending wars. That, you you really um, don't understand the American people very well. You know, Unless you happen to live in, in New York City or San Francisco, your constituents really are not happy about what's going on in their country. They're certainly not happy about what kind of indoctrination is taking place with their children and all the rest of it. I mean, you know, I, I told you yesterday that Brown University study that said 40% of uh, students at Brown consider themselves heterosexuals. Like, that, that statistic is just, it hurts me. You know, I just don't understand that. Like, I have no objection to a grown person, an adult, making a determination that they are attracted to the same gender. None at all. But really, does anybody, including all of the top honchos in the LGBT community, they really believe that it's that only forty percent of people kind of embrace uh, the the kind of sexuality that will uh, keep this generation alive? You know, uh, there's a there's a reason that there's a man and a woman. And and together, they're able to create new life. You know, so, like, why are we now saying, well, but it's not a big deal if, you know, 40% of, uh, of young adults, especially really bright young adults that go to Brown University, they're not that interested in procreation or any of that other stuff. You can't make this up. You just can't. I got so much to talk about today, but I got time so let me just take the time don't forget if you have our app the 850 wftl app you can enter any of the contests that we have going on right now if you don't have the app for whatever reason i, I really don't understand why you don't have the app just go to the website 850wftl.com and you can participate in those contests there and trust me if you're you know one of these people who's a little nervous about me changing times um, and moving the show to 3 p.m just make sure you have the app. You can listen whenever you want. You don't have to listen at that exact time. I mean, come on, guys. This is uh, 2023. Let's get with the program. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, and uh, we're we're back, and I I have to tell you that uh, I'm getting lots of uh, advice about what to do with my uh, reaction, um, and I'm grateful grateful but I'm, I'm all right you know uh, and now I feel much better you know I think sometimes I'm one of these people who like when I don't feel well I have to push through that because if I just continue to like you know moan and cry and stay in bed I just get worse you know it's not my style and that's a that's a good thing I'm not complaining about it but you know Everybody's afraid of these culture wars. You know, that's all I hear. It's like, oh, you know, uh, if only the Republicans wouldn't make such a big deal about uh, abortion and transgenderism, uh, they'd, they'd reach more people. Well, first and foremost, I, I don't believe that. You know, I have come to the conclusion that, you know, most people, and in that I am including most liberals, really uh, do not like the idea that we have allowed little children to make life-changing decisions and, uh, you know, actual have surgeries and stuff when they they're just little kids. You know, I think Elon Musk yesterday put out a, a thing on Twitter. And by the way, I will address you know the the you know it's amazing to me how the media really. They think if they say something often enough, it's going to make it true. And if they ignore something enough, it'll go away. But that's not what happens. You know, uh, unfortunately, most people uh, fall for their nonsense, right? You know, oh, all the big headlines today were like, ooh, Threads, which is the meta version of Twitter, had 100 million people sign up in the first week. Okay, you know, I'm sure that they did. Where is it going after that? There are 535 million people on, twi- on Twitter. You know, are they going to get to 535? Maybe, you know, and of course the headlines are, well, and the people who are signing up for threads are leaving Twitter. Well, how would you even know that? I mean, did they formally leave Twitter? Oh, there was less traffic? Well, of course there was less traffic. People are peering in at threads. My feeling is, It's not going to, you know. Even the way that Zuckerberg is describing this, you know, who's interested in that? I really, I'm not interested in having some sort of, uh, you know, thread that I can get involved in as long as I don't say anything controversial. I mean, please, not even the left would be comfortable. Well, maybe they would be comfortable with that. Let me see. I guess I, I shouldn't give them too much credit. But the culture wars are a winning war we win that war we win the war because we are finally figuring out that we do have some power that power is the purse you know Bud Light is now the 14th beer it used to be numero uno okay and now it's 14th that's a huge huge you know drop um the repercussions are resonating way far beyond the brand. A recent YouGov survey reveals the decline in Bud Light's ranking, casting it below competitors like Pops Blue Ribbon. I didn't even know they still made that. Miller Genuine Draft and Miller Light. Well, I knew they still made that. There are 65,000 people whose economic well-being is tied to Anheuser-Busch and their beverages, and the success of their beverages. Now, the CEO, this Brendan Whitworth, has taken full responsibility, well, finally, how how long has it been, for the promotion involving Dylan Mulvaney, who's now asking us to all feel sorry for him, you know. He emphasized in some interview he did with CBS, Whitworth did, that he is ultimately accountable for the actions of the company and he expressed concern for the people whose livelihoods depend on Anheuser-Busch. Bush. Amazing, right? Uh, so don't tell me that you shouldn't be involved in the culture wars. The culture wars resonate with people, you know. Much like uh, when people say, "Well, you have to be more sensitive about you know some of the subject." I think my thought of the day, actually, uh, Daniel Greenfield in uh, Front Page had a brilliant piece where he said, you know, we have this diversity thing that's so important to us in the United States military. How's that really working for us? It's not. First and foremost, it's making recruiting more difficult. And now if you have to stay within these quotas, you have to have a certain amount of Asian soldiers and a certain amount of Native American soldiers and a certain amount of black soldiers and not who's the best soldier, not who's going to be. And, And we're doing campaigns where we're literally, literally soliciting people who don't speak English. No habla inglés, no problema. You know, you don't speak English, don't worry. As long as you got a green card and you're breathing, we'll put you in the military. How's that going to work? It doesn't. It doesn't work. And that's what's so um, disturbing to those of us who have to listen to the sorry, weakling, Uh, soft. That's the only way I can describe them. Soft politicians who say, well, we should avoid these subjects and we shouldn't talk about that. It's time to talk about everything because things are getting really, really crazy out here and it's affecting everyone. You know, I, I'm listening to, oh, what a great economy this is. That's all I hear, Biden, uh, Bidenomics, you know, like Reaganomics. You wish, right? Uh, w- what they didn't tell you was that Bidenomics um, are pre- predominantly, you see the growth in Republican states. You know, what has that got to do with Bidenomics? Zero, right? It's all of the blue states that are suffering. All the blue states are struggling trying to figure out what to do with their enormous homeless populations and with the you know, poor education uh, results and all of these testing scores. You can't, you, you can't keep going down this rabbit hole and not end up in real deep trouble. So I'm looking for culture warriors. I really am. I want to know. Who's willing to fight back? Who's willing, like an Elon Musk, to say, wait a second, you don't, uh, uh, you should not be indoctrinating children into uh, binary and all these terms. Like, there was a guy in the paper today, I think it was Carol Markowitz had an article. Uh, the guy takes his kids, or maybe it was somewhere else, but whatever it was, the, the this gentleman, his wife actually, took the children to the pediatrician, right? A nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So the nine-year-old goes in first and the pediatrician says to the nine-year-old, are you a boy or a girl or binary or sis? I don't know. All these terms that they confuse me. Imagine a nine-year-old, right? The nine-year-old didn't know what the heck the doctor was talking about. And the mother was indignant, and she was fearful that he was going to ask the seven-year-old the same questions. Father said he's lucky he wasn't there or he would have, uh, would have reacted very strongly. But, but see, that's the kind of stuff. We can't be afraid to bring that up. We have to talk about that. You know, we've got enough sense, I hope, as a country to realize that you cannot keep encouraging young people to, you know, not be heterosexual. Why would you do that? And and starting so early, when they're so impressionable. You know, why don't you teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic? That, that worked for me. Unbelievable. But, you know, they're afraid of the culture war. Don't bring it up and don't talk about abortion. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't talk about that. Uh, some guy in front of the post office yesterday morning, right, I was on my way to get my shot and I went by the post office to drop off a, a marriage license, right? And I, not mine, somebody else's, and I <laughs> I see a young guy collecting signatures, doing a, you know, um, petitioning in front of the post office. First and foremost, I thought you weren't allowed to do that in front of a federal building, but whatever. He was there, and he, he approaches me as I'm walking into the post office, and he goes, you know, uh, sign here if you believe that government should stay out of women's choices. And I like looked at him, and I said, "What choices are you talking about?" And he said, "Well, you know these restrictive uh, um, policies on abortion, especially here in this state. And you know a woman has a right to choose," he said. And I walked into the post office, shaking my head. And I thought, eh, I'm not going to get into a confrontation. He's, he believes that, and you know I'm sure he's getting plenty of signatures, and uh, he doesn't need me to pick on him. I'm not a leftist who's going to assault him, you know. But on the way out, I could not refrain. You know, I tried, but I couldn't. And I turned to him, and I said, "Excuse me, sir." But you realize that that baby is not a choice, it's a potential human being." And he just looked at me. Like I was speaking, you know, uh, um, like I was Kamala Harris, and he couldn't understand what the word salad I had just said was. And I felt bad because he was a young man, maybe, you know, 21, 22 years old, and he really probably had never thought about that before. You know, he's just in the movement. Idiots. That's what they are. They're idiots. All right. Let me take a quick break. I will be right back. All right, you know, we're back and I got to tell you, you know, I am attempting right now, I was during the break trying to schedule an interview on the show with uh, Congressman Byron Donalds because I was truly impressed. I was impressed with this purposefulness. I don't know if that is even a word, but sometimes you hear someone who actually understands that they were sent to Washington to represent the people. This is not just some, you know, glamour gig. Uh, you you may end up with some celebrity status, and he definitely has that. Uh, he's got that per personality, that kind of charisma, that draws people to him. But he also he has a goal, you know, and he and he articulated it very clearly. You know, he wants to protect this country for his children. He's got three sons. Range from, I think, age 12 to 20. You know, a family man, you know, who, by the way, uh, I, I was following some of the nonsense that was going on, uh, you know, on Twitter uh, ye- a couple of years ago, I guess, maybe two years ago, just prior to Elon Musk uh, buying it, when people were attacking Congressman Donalds over the fact that he is married to a, a a white woman, you know. And it's only the left that ever does that, you know. that, that That's so typical of how they behave. You know, you, you would never hear a, cons- well, I don't know if never, but I don't know any conservatives who would attack, you know, me over the fact that I have a black husband. Only liberals do that, you know. I get it all the time from liberals. Actually, I had someone say to me a couple of weeks ago, well, that's just your your cover for your actual feelings. You don't marry somebody to cover your actual feelings. Oh, well, maybe you left these two, but I certainly didn't. But it's amazing. They always you know, pretend that they're the most tolerant and they embrace everybody and they just love everybody, and they're not. They're not. Why would anyone even attack this guy over his wife you know oh yeah I, I, that's just the kind of uh you know stuff the left does that makes me cringe but i can tell you this this guy is a contender you know people are shouting that he should be the next governor i don't know about that i think he'd be a great great uh VP choice, actually, because you need somebody who can get into the battlefield and fight. When you got your own party you first have to fight against, and then you have the opposite party you have to fight against, you better have somebody standing alongside of you who can fight. You know, and, and look, Mike Pence uh, wasn't much of a fighter. He had a different air, and I think people just really wanted someone calm. Next to the Donald the first time. So Pence seemed like a great choice. and I think Mike Pence is a you know a consummate politician. I think that helped when he was you know paired up with uh, the the incredible dynamic you know Donald Trump, but not ne- not this time. This time it's definitely uh, all the gloves have to come off. This is going to be a battle whether it takes place like uh, Elon Musk and and, uh, Zuckerberg in the Las Vegas arena, or it takes place in each and every precinct around this country, this is going to be a fight to the finish. And whoever stands alongside of Donald Trump better be ready for that fight. Better not be fearful. Better not be worried about the culture war stuff, you know, which is... Uh, Well, I'm not going to go down that that path. The new statistic out this morning, in the state of Florida, Governor DeSantis is 20% behind Donald Trump. The next person, I think, uh, you know, the next person is uh, undecided. (laughs) Coming in third, undecided. And then I think it's Vivek Ramaswamy, um, and it just goes seriously downhill from there. Like at, at some point, is someone Nikki Haley was the first person to jump into this race, as as far as I remember, right? I guess right after Donald Trump. Um, is somebody going to break it to Nikki Haley that it, you know that if she cannot crack one percent? She really ought to stop. You know, I, I I appreciate you know the initial effort, and you wanted to provide some you know context to the debates. But you are not even going to get to be in the debates now. And and as for uh, Tim Scott, you know, I, I don't, I really couldn't tell you if you ha- had a, a gun to my head, what it is that Tim Scott hopes to accomplish by staying in this race, because he, you know, he has as much chance of getting the nomination as I do. And actually, I think I have a slightly better chance than him. You know, which isn't good, right? And uh, who else is in there? Asa Hutchinson? I mean, does anyone even mention Asa Hutchinson when we're talking about this? Does anyone, could you pick him out if you were walking in the mall and he walked by you? Unless you live in Arkansas, no, you couldn't. I, I doubt you could. I I know I, I would be, I'd be walking down, you know, in front of the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, old navy store and i would look up and i'd say oh that guy looks familiar who is he <laughs> oh he's what's his name the politician you know but i wouldn't probably uh, be able to come up with asa's name and he's still in the race you know at least vivek ramaswamy has had some traction you know the guy's at like six percent seven percent you know he can't seem to crack double digits but i mean come on this is a guy came out of nowhere, a businessman. It's a guy who has no political, uh, and not the best political instincts either, but, but no political experience. But he is doing better than Nikki Haley. He's doing better than Tim Scott. He's doing better than Asa Hutchinson. I don't even know who the other people are. Is there somebody else in the race? That's scary that I don't even know. One would think, if you're in the race at this point, you would definitely want to... Uh, have your name sort of out there. People be talking about you a little bit. Let me see. I'm going to look up who's <laughs> in this race because I feel silly not not knowing. Okay, We have uh, Donald Trump at 50.3%. Ron DeSantis at 30.2%. This is here in Florida. Okay. I believe it's here in Florida. Um, we have Undecided in third place with 7%. And then it drops to 3.6% with Vivek Ramaswamy, 2.5% with Tim Scott. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, the donut guy. Chris Christie has 2%. Mike Pence only has 1.9%. Asa Hutchinson, 1.5%. Nikki Haley, 1%. Nikki, Asa Hutchinson has more people than you do. Asa Hutchinson, Nikki, has more supporters than you do. It's time to, you know, it's time to bow out here. <laughs> L- literally, H- Haley, Hutchinson, Pence, Christie, Scott. Just leave Vivek in there, so we have a little, uh, you know, a little controversy in the debates. Okay, because it's silly. It's just really, really silly. Now, um, one of the reasons, of course, that uh, Governor DeSantis doesn't do as well. Um, as he might be, might have done is because of the similarities between him and Donald Trump. You know, which is why I always said, look, if in the final, you know, in the end, Ron DeSantis gets the nomination, uh, okay, Uh, I'm sure that most people who support Donald Trump will vote for him, you know, it's just, we'll vote for him knowing he can't win. And that's a terrible, I've done that so many times, I really don't want to do it again. Whereas, Byron Donald is the congressman and I agree that Donald Trump can win. He literally can win. Don't you want to win out there? I mean, really? Anyway, don't forget coming up at one o'clock, Dan Bongino, at four o'clock, Ben Shapiro, at five o'clock, Matt Walsh, six o'clock, the WPTV News, and then all of the good guys in the evening. Joe Paggs, Lars Larson, and uh, Red Eye Radio, and then, of course, Jen and Bill will be back first thing in the morning. As for me, I'll be back tomorrow at noon, too, but that's not going to last. Starting next Monday, you have to you know, revamp your whole schedule or actually just download the app so that you can listen to my show whenever you want to because I am moving to afternoon drive. And uh, it's going to be quite an interesting thing. It'll give you Dan Bongino live from noon until 3, which is the normal time. He's on the air, and I know many of you have expressed the desire to hear his first hour. And then I will follow, uh, and we will have somebody uh, live on the air when news is breaking in the evening. So uh, it's a good thing. It's really a good thing. I want you all to be cheering for me and supporting me in this, okay? Because if you don't, I could start crying. You know, I could become soft like all the Republicans in Congress. Let me take a quick break. I have one more segment left. Stay right where you are. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. I am just, uh, I'm super charged up having, you know, had uh, such a great speech last night by uh, Congressman Byron Donald. So, uh, I, I even feeling as messed up as I did from this uh, vaccine that I took yesterday. By the way, I don't want to discourage anyone from, you know, you speak to your doctor because I don't think that anybody who has ever, ever seen someone suffering with the neurological pain that shingles causes... Um, should be dissuaded. You know, a lot of people were telling me, oh, you you know better, you shouldn't have vaccines. Well, let me tell you something. If you had had to, to stand in a studio for a year with a man who suffered from shingles, you would, like me, say, as soon as there's a vaccine that actually works, I'm taking it. And lo and behold, here I am, 24 hours later, after taking the vaccine and going through, you know, probably eight, 10 hours of uh, discomfort, I feel fine. I'm okay. Even the soreness in my arm is starting to uh, be less because I don't want you guys worrying about me all night. You're the funniest audience on earth. Like you guys will worry about me all night and don't. I'm okay. All right. Everything's going to be all right. And and listen, this is what I'm talking about. Fighters. We recognize fighters because when I got up this morning, the easiest thing for me to do would have been to say, "I don't feel good. I can't work." you know, even though I love what I do, um, I'm just going to, uh, you know, stay here in bed and, and sip on bone broth, you know. But that's not what I'm made out of. That's not how I behave. You know, I get up and I do what I got to do. And as a direct result of that, you know, I've been uh, pretty successful with with my life. Not just, uh, career is one part of your life. But but. I don't, I don't suffer fools and I don't take a break because the going gets tough. And, and in and of itself, that is the explanation for why I support 45 and, and I'm convinced that if I can just get some of the uh, d- dumbbells out there uh, Byron Donald's last night, the congressman used the word dumb a lot. And I, I, I forgot how important the word dumb can be. Because most of my uh, friends who don't want to support Donald Trump are just acting dumb. They're not really dumb, they're just acting dumb. You know, oh, but don't you see? And can't you think? And oh, with this great governor? And, you know, listen, that's just dumb the truth is the country's about to fall off the edge of a cliff. And y- you need an egotistical, um, accomplished, get-things-done fighter, period. That's what you need. And if you don't have that kind of person, not only can't you win, but even if you did win, nothing would change. We need some real change. You know. and, and for that, I'm going to stay right where I am. Showing up at forty-seven meetings and you know getting excited about this upcoming election because I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be as much fun as 2016. How about that? And I had a good time in 2016, a good time, you know, uh, rallies and everything. I I had a good time, you know. So I'm looking forward to 2024 being a really good time, and of course, in my new time slot at 3 p.m. weekdays right here. And as for you know, the show will be my usual one hour, at least for now. Okay. So everybody just hold on to your, uh, you know, your, <laughs> hold on to your hats or whatever you hold on to. And I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is at least for the remainder of this week to be back here tomorrow at noon, if it be his will and he delays his coming. Remember what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us. Those are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. See, that's what I saw last night in this congressman. He is truly authentic, and we need some authentic fighters to go up and, and, and make the, turn this stuff around. So that's my prayer. My hope is that we got a few more Byron Donalds up there. And, uh, and then maybe we could win. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. I will see you tomorrow. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.